It doesn't matter who we are. What matters is our plan. Welcome to the 11th episode of the Chronicle News Dump, where we go through the hottest topics in the greater Lewis County news scene and discuss. As my emails have told me, I'm valued customer Aaron Vantile, joined as always by prospective shed occupier and soon-to-be birthday boy Eric Schwartz. Eric, how old are you going to be tomorrow on your birthday? 49 years old, Aaron. I know it doesn't look it. Maybe it does, but 49. You don't look a day over... 48. Um, we are joined for this segment of the podcast by Chuila Independent Publisher, Editor, uh, guy that does everything at the Independent, Brandon Hansen. Brandon, how are you? He's a part-time mail store employee too, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm not the publisher though. Um, yeah. No, 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 no. But I, I do deliver papers as well. Well, you do a little bit of everything. It is Sunday, September 6th. And our long national nightmare is over because we could have a vaccine for COVID-19 by November 1st. And people are just banging down the door to their local healthcare provider to get signed up for this vaccine uh, is how I understand it. Gentlemen, how has social media responded to news of the vaccine? Brandon, we'll start with you. I saw the independent had something on it and the comments were fierce. How would you describe them? I would say, for the people of Northeastern Washington, the jury is still out on vaccines. <laughs> I would say it's going to take a little bit to convince them to put a vaccine that was uh, fast-tracked to uh, deal with this pandemic. And I feel bad for the people that are going to have to sell this vaccine to them, whether it's uh, health district officials, uh, government officials, or newspaper people. Uh, yeah, that's a large demographic of the country we forget about is medical sales reps and the tough lives they lead. <laughs> uh, Schwartz, what have you seen? On, uh... <laughs> I have seen an equal amount of disdain for the for the vaccine, not just the you know this perspective one, but any vaccine. And just so it's clear, uh, the November first uh, number you threw out there by November they might have this vaccine. That's what the federal government told the states to be ready by, just to have the infrastructure in place. There's no specific vaccine. Um, but uh, I mean, I'm in line already in Russia to get that first line vaccine. I totally trust that that one will work out just fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, if there's one thing we know about Russia is that they always have the health of their citizens uh, first and foremost in all their dealings. Very straight up with their international um, their international marketing as well. I don't, I don't think they'd tell us something if it wasn't true. Then that dates back, you know, yeah, decades. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the first item on our news list is something we just have Brandon to weigh in on quickly, and then we'll discuss it further when Jackson Gardner joins us here in a few minutes. But uh, Brandon, you seem interested in this. Morton Police Chief Roger Morningstar has built a model Trump Tower in his front yard to show his support for the president, and he has faced online criticism for this. <laughs> we won't get into the details yet, but we'll start with a line of questions here. Would you ever put any variety of political sign in your yard? 
Uh, I did once. It was for a local election, though. I, I don't think I would do the national sign. If, if there's somebody I'm related to that I like or that just somebody I like locally, yeah, I might put their sign in the yard if I'm going to vote for them there. That's, I think, fair, even if uh, it is a, a media person putting a, a sign up there. But if there's somebody I trust, I, I definitely would do that. However, building a tower just... To me, you know, here's the thing. When I saw that, I just, I've never seen this before. Like who builds a building or a model building? Like is, is next year, are we going to see like Biden, uh, like train sets out front? Or <laughs> I mean, is somebody going to make like a, uh, I don't know, Crenshaw jet ski or something? Is this, is this <laughs> where we're getting into like political merchandising or something? I feel like it, you've it, just, you've missed the point entirely, Brandon. What, what Chief Morningstar is, is a fan of modern architecture. Um, oh, and that, everyone knows fine. that the Trump Tower is a fine example of that. So he's just expressing that. And I'm good with that. If there's an explanation, that's that's fine. Is, is it the actual Trump Tower, though, or is it just like a tower? I don't know. And he was also he took the spire off the top because people were sending around messages on social media saying that it resembled a KKK hood. Um, so I think it's just the top of the building, which that I think, I mean, I, my personal opinion, I think that's kind of ridiculous, but it's a stretch at the very least. Uh, I have two thoughts on this. First of all, if a man wants to erect a phallic tower to express his love of another man in his front yard, that's you think that tower looks phallic? We are not here to kink shame. I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's not the first impression I'd like to make to anyone driving past my house. In that same line, it's a little bit like buying concert merchandise. Uh, if I go to a concert and I really enjoy it, maybe I'll buy a t-shirt. You know, that's, that's as far as I'm going to go. I'm not going to invest the 45, 50 bucks for a hoodie. If I see somebody in a hoodie of a concert they went to, I just start to question them. Like that's, that's the best you could do is, is a hoodie with 21 pilots on it or whatever. It's, it just, I, I just start to question them. I don't know. If you're a rural police chief right now, not seeing a whole lot of unrest in your own city, but seeing nationally that police are being um, really talked down to and defunded and things like that, and Trump is verbally, at least, vocally supporting them, I could see why he'd be passionate. It's a large yard sign, if not a uh, ode to modern architecture. What would it take for you, Eric Schwartz, to build a tower to the one thing you like more than anything else in your yard. What is the level that a celebrity or person you have some relationship to, what level of importance do they have to reach before you decide, you know what, it's time, I'm putting the tower up. I'm putting, uh, I'm putting the M&M tower up there. Uh, death of Mick Foley, perhaps. Interesting. Mm -hmm. He's very popular. Um, man, you really put me on the spot there. Oh, Bo Baldwin for Eastern Washington University football coach. Okay. Brought right. us a national title. Uh, you have been wearing an article of Eastern Washington clothing every time I've seen you for the last six months, if not 10 years. Uh, and yet there is no Eastern Washington uh, memorabilia adorning your property on the Watch Prairie. Why? Anything that involves work on my property is something that I try to avoid. So are we saying that perhaps Chief Morningstar is just, at heart, he is just a handyman? Yeah, it's a, he's a hobbyist. <clears throat> and that's a nice looking structure. He's even got the two uh, golden lion statues out in front of it. I really like it. Yeah, I, I feel like if I built a tower in the front yard, uh, some kids would crawl on it. It would fall apart and kill somebody there. 
I do say this. If, <laughs> if you're a, It looks structurally sound. I'll give him that. If you're the police chief, though, and people are, do have these uh, negative feelings towards police officers, it does feel a bit like putting a big giant target on the front lawn um, as far as getting people to show up and vandalize it um, or worse. I'm not suggesting that's mm-hmm. going to happen, but if I'm a police officer, I'm probably not doing that, especially police chief. Okay, we will get... I still support it, though. It's, you know, it is very much within his rights to do whatever he wants with his yard. You can build whatever the hell you want out there. Mm-hmm. Could, could this be a tourism boom for uh, Morton? People could come from miles around to see the mini Trump Tower. I mean, this, this should, if it stays up, uh, it'd be great for Halloween decorations and Christmas decorations. Like, if you can light that thing, like, I'd be interested to see what it looks like in a couple months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe it'll stay up. I mean, that's why Winlock's so booming all the time. They got that egg there. <laughs> they're really, uh, they're really aching for for a tourist attraction out in that part of the county as well. They they only have Mount Rainier and Mount St. Helens uh, right now, but yeah, I think ski this resort in the winter, the uh, <laughs> White Fest ski resort. I think beautiful this, country out there. This will make all the difference. I think so. I I might make the drive next week just to check it out. I don't know. You send us a picture and we'll we'll show it to all the listeners. Oh, perfect. All right. Uh, next, this is a new segment we're calling Story Share. Brandon, what the hell's going on with the uh, commissioners over there? Uh, give us the give us the quick version so we have time for our takes. Reader's Digest. Yes, All the right. condensed. Well, our commissioners uh, spent our homelessness money, which is gathered. I think every county gathers this type of money, and with government budgets, this is earmarked for certain things, such as homelessness. And our, I think our prosecutor and uh, then auditor kind of disagreed with how they spent it because the money went to uh, move somebody's house that was uh, caving into the river and then to help somebody build uh, kind of a, a house for a quadriplegic. Um, they just thought, you know, it was more making the house bigger than preventing him from not having a house kind of deal. Uh, so this has been uh, just a fight, uh, a lawsuit. Um, for many months now between the prosecutor and the commissioners uh, and a judge finally ruled that uh, their their spending of the money uh, was unconstitutional. Now what happened was the prosecutor then said, well, with this ruling, the commissioners are out of office. They can't serve. And then after he announced that and, you know, it hit the news, the commissioners came out with a letter saying, no, no, we're, we're not out of office. We're, we're still in office. So that's where we're at now. And conveniently, the judge that made the decision and is going to make, you know, a decision on whether they can occupy their office and then stay in there is on vacation until September 14th. So Ooh. we're just sitting here not knowing kind of who's in charge of the county right now. And uh, again, not Lewis County, Stevens County over north of, north of Spokane here. So uh, just so people don't get confused there. But currently, uh, I don't know. I wish I could tell you uh, what's going on, but this has never happened before. And I, I'm just completely confused. Uh, has it destabilized Stevens County? Uh, well, one issue is uh, some CARES Act money for local businesses is currently being withheld. Uh, the commissioners had kind of signed the checks off, but now they need to, uh, there were some issues with that, and now they're just being sat on. Uh, I think they have to kind of go back and look at that money or something. And without commissioners to kind of get that process moving, uh, all that aid for, for businesses that are hurting right now uh, are not getting that money. Okay, so everything is, I, I liked the headline in the Tweedland Independent, Utter Confusion in Stevens County. 
some fine work on your part there. Way above the fold, literally the first thing you see when you check out the independent. Uh, just solid, solid headlining there. It was. I always enjoy the front of the, the independent. You do a good job with it. It's wild. Could have used a few more fonts, but uh, pretty good. Yeah, I, I like throwing in about 80 fonts on the front page, just really uh, confusing people there. So that, that's what I like. I heard do. you've lost some uh, epileptic readers, haven't you? <sighs> a few, a few. <laughs> so it's just, <laughs> I, I like fonts though. You know, the more fonts I can get on the front page, uh, someday I'm going to use, uh, what's the wingings? Is that, is that the one that's all symbols? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just wait. I'll get one of those in there. You're going to have emojis on the front page in no time. I'm sure. Oh, I might try that next week. Uh, next item, senior centers ask for help as demand jumps due to COVID. This is probably not a problem you would have in Stevens County because the commissioners <laughs> are on hiatus. But the number of meals served by the senior center went from 4,000 to 18,000 from March to April as COVID-19 set in. Ron Averill, uh, Schwartz, one of your favorite local news personalities, says they, need some, the colonel. says they need some vans. So are they going to get some vans, do you think? First of all, you've really buried the lead on this story. I have. Because if you take a look, we have our very first photo of Commissioner Bobby Jackson in his new head apparatus. Oh, I saw the photo. The, the <laughs> human <laughs> shield, I believe it's called. Humanity shield. The humanity shield, I believe it's oh, called. And he whoa. looks he looks, he looks well protected. Well protected. <laughs> 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 it is. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I looked at it and I thought of, like, when you're in middle school or something and you wear an inappropriate shirt to school and they take you down to the office and say, all right, well, this won't do just to prove a point. So you won't do this again. We're going to make you wear like this girl's shirt out of the lost and found. Is that what happened in Abba? <laughs> they always threatened it. I don't know that it ever actually happened. the way you are. But it made me think of that. Like, look, if you won't wear the mask, you have to put this thing on. And surely wearing this for a while will dissuade you from your anti-mask stance. And so that's, there he sits wearing the humanity shield. It's nice to have him back in the meetings. Probably don't have L&I breathing down the county's throat anymore. Um, he's, well, uh, if they were breathing down our throat, Bobby wouldn't feel it. <laughs> he has the humanity shield upon himself. He would not. He would not. But at, back to your point, yeah, they need, uh, they've gone from 4,000 to 18,000 meals. Um, I'm assuming that's per month. Um, but this is a story by Claudia Yaw, our newest reporter. She just started this week, jumped right in, has done a fine job. Um, and my take would be that the county should bend over backwards and do whatever they possibly can to help the seniors. Um, just four years ago, they were completely funding the senior centers um, and, you know, pulled the, the rug out from under them or, or going to before outcry and then gave them a transition period. Now they're um, a nonprofit. They still get some county funding and funding elsewhere, but I think that they should consider it their duty. Um, I can't think of a more important and pandemic related expense than this. Yes, uh, we should help out the seniors. Someday we will all be seniors. I think it helps. Uh, it might help the seniors that two of the three commissioners are up for election, and it sure would be a bad luck not to help them out right now in delivering mood, uh, food to sheltered people. Two of the three commissioners, perhaps three of them, are seniors, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, question for you guys. Is, is the jump in meals for people that, that just don't want to go anywhere and get a meal, or is this uh, a little bit of a mix with, with people that just are on hard times and need those meals? Is, is it a mix of that kind of deal? 
It's definitely a mix. So I think we have four or five senior centers across the county um, and they usually serve meals and they'll raise money through that by selling a meal for like three bucks. So it helped them uh, fund their own cause as well. That's eliminated with not being able to, you know, meet anymore. Um, so it, it, it's a mix. And then it's people that go to the senior centers. And then since then, they've added people who just don't want to get out in public too much, or maybe have been told not to get out in public too much with the virus. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's obviously a huge mix when you're looking at a jump from 4,000 to 18,000 meals. That's a lot of meals. Goodness. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Next item. Tourism promotion funding applications are being accepted through October 1st. This is the hotel, motel, lodging, tax, and funds. And a committee will review applications, according to a press release, the funds can be used to promote, acquire, or operate tourism-related facilities. Applicants must describe how their event or project will successfully bring tourists into the county. I think we just mentioned one of these. And during the last two-year cycle, they gave out 550000 with 27 of the 35 applicants getting something. So it's sort of like a PGA Tour golf event. Uh, and the press release also noted that of the eight applicants that didn't get anything, mostly it was... Uh, it didn't fill the forms out right or something inapplicable? It just didn't, yeah, it didn't meet the qualifications or largely wasn't guaranteed to bring people in or didn't have a strong chance of bringing people in or wasn't proven. Yes. So my question is, could they somehow turn this into a pageant, even an online pageant where you have to get up on stage and give a five-minute presentation on how you'll increase tourism with the money? And could Roger Morningstar ask for some gold paint? You know, I think that would land in the eight denials uh, pile, I'm pretty sure. You're pretty sure, are you? <laughs> I think that's a little too definite. Uh, the county always breaks off a big chunk of it for themselves, though, for discoverlewiscounty.com, um, something I'm on the record of not being a huge fan on because you have a tourism site locally to you know tell people locally about things to do locally. That doesn't really bring in tourism. They go back to their houses. But yeah, um, that being neither here nor there, um, I, I, I like the pageant idea, but it's pretty much what they're doing already, right? They, they already have to. Yeah, they just got to publicize it a little bit, dress it up a little bit. What if they had to uh, do a TikTok video? Could do it. Yeah, that. I like they, that. Could, they could hire Nightcrawler to consult. Yeah. Resident TikTok team. Mm -hmm. that, that'll bring the kids here. <laughs> yes. Uh, another idea I had is how can we apply for this tourism money somehow? Start a Centralia crime tour, perhaps. <laughs> There's where the massacre was. There's that place I ran from the cops in high school. You know, things like that. Could be fun. Yeah. Newspaper nice. building uh, tourists. Everybody can see the, the newsroom hard at work there. The haunted chronicle building. Ooh, <laughs> is it a ghost or a rat? <laughs> ghost rat. <laughs> ghost rat? Oh, no. Oh, no. Yes. Uh, yeah. So tourism funding, if you have a great idea, you know, the county will review it and maybe give you some cash. Who knows? What, what is Centralia's, like, tourism thing? Do they got, like, a thing that puts them on the map? Uh, like Antique Fest, or there's that bulletproof thing yesterday. Uh, it's a, not bulletproof, but there was a car show yesterday. Yeah, there's a bunch of cars driving through town. The outlets are really the biggest, uh, traditionally. That's obviously come down a bit from when I first got here, but um, my first experience with Centralia was because the outlet stores, stores got off the freeway and stopped here, so I think that's one of them. Uh, it's also the Sports of Northwest stuff now, too. Brings yep. in a lot of people. Yeah, that's true. George Washington <laughs> as well. Uh -huh. We have a statue downtown now, thanks to Brian Mitke and company. Uh, taco bus tours mm -hmm. should be a thing. Tacos El Rey. 
Yeah. Uh, I guess the tower crawl doesn't really apply that much anymore. It's only like, <laughs> I don't think it's so. not the same as it used to be. You got to do laps. Bring back the El Rancho. <laughs> uh, you had a massacre in town though. Why, why isn't that like, well, that, that should is. be a bigger deal. There, we just had our big hundredth anniversary for that last year. And there's actually a touring company that will drive you around to all the places. I don't know if they're still active now, obviously, but they were, they would take you to where Wesley Everest was uh, hanged. Take you downtown. <laughs> Wasn't it like right around this office? Yeah, it was all around here. <laughs> we were all in the neighborhood. Yeah. 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 Centralia is a Parks and Rec episode. I'm sorry. It just is. Oh, says the guy with no county commissioners. Yeah. Well, dang, we, we don't have a massacre here. Just can't really, wait to uh, hear uh, gunshots in the background and finally like realize Pandoreo. How do you say that? Pandoray? Pandoray County is invading Stevens County it's in the uh, leadership vacuum. Uh, well, yeah, if we, we're just going to be enveloped by, uh, yeah, Ponderay County or Spokane. We'll just become part of Spokane. <laughs> That'd be fine. They have commissioners. Uh, <laughs> they have five of them now, I heard, or they're going to. Uh, we, we still have a sheriff. <laughs> All right. Good. Congratulations. Probably a roads commissioner. Maybe a PUD, I hope. Park maybe we don't have a PUD. Maybe it's Park just department? a VISTA. Yeah, lice department. We're a thing. All right, moving on. On Thursday morning, uh, like hundreds, hundreds of prep athletes gathered at the state capitol to ask for their sports back. Uh, <laughs> it was a what, stu SAW, Student Athletes of Washington, is the name of the newly founded organization. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they all gathered up there and said, we want, we want to do sports. So... <laughs> That's that's about it. Um, yeah, there's one speaker here, and there were some locals that attended as well, but I, I liked this guy. He was the first guy to speak to the crowd. He said, the youth got to matter. You guys got to matter. We are up here today to help be a voice. You guys are all here today to be a voice for the state of Washington. I got a call from the governor's office yesterday. We going to talk. We are doing <laughs> what we doing today has meaning. What you guys are doing today has meaning. I've got bad news for this young man. I don't think that uh, Inslee's going to have good news for him on this front. Is that uh, which young man? Which was Ford, that last name Ford? I'm oh, is that Tracy him. Ford? He's yeah. not a. That's not a kid. He's a, like a trainer in the Seattle trainer. area. Okay. Yeah. In any case, I, I don't think Governor had anything positive to tell him on this front. Would be my guess. Uh, no, and it's. I will say it's good to see. It's nice to see kids getting out there and standing up and protesting peacefully. It looks like for something that matters to them. Absolutely. Um, but I. I don't see how you can ask for sports to come back before schools comes back, like in-person learning. Uh, that seems a little difficult to pull off. But you know, it's kind of like bowling. It's good to see them just be like, "Hey, we want to bowl. We're standing on the street with signs. Yeah, you know, we're doing a thing. Squeaky I like that bowling protest." Yeah, yeah, that that was nice. That was nice to see that protest. And bowling came back shortly thereafter. Yeah, after uh, Centralia's bowling alley shut down for good. <laughs> the day after. The day of. <laughs> Jay Inslee was, it was almost as if he was waiting for Fairway to throw in the towel so he could say, <laughs> now you can bowl. Like maybe sure. he had a really bad game there one time. <laughs> That's probably it. It's good though that the kids went up there. It's probably the first time for all of them or most of them ever going to where the laws are made. So it at least gets them thinking about not where, all kids where are from Forks. Like a lot of kids just go on tours in the Capitol. I, you know, I bet you pretty much every school in Lewis County first. goes to the Capitol. Gary Locke point. came to Forks High School, Aaron, as yeah, did Chris Gregoire. I, I was but. a <laughs> Senate page. Uh, oh, in high were school. you? I had a picture taken. Uh, Zarelli, I think. This was a long time ago. I can't oh. remember. Were you wearing the girl shirt that you were forced to wear for misbehaving at <laughs> Adna Prep? Not that day. 
Uh, one last thing with Brandon on. Lewis County Public Health is recommending that schools consider in-person instruction as soon as September 28th for all kindergarten classes, along with middle and high school lab and CTE classes. The recommendation is a quick reversal from last month when public health officers followed Thurston County's lead in recommending distance-only learning for the start of the school year. So that's nice to see. Brandon, are you guys uh, still in school over there? Just having class down by the river? What's going on? Uh, actually, uh, we're all learning out in the woods. Uh, everybody just cuts down a tree, sits on a stump, and that is how we're doing distance learning. Um, <laughs> actually, uh, our count uh, is now down to, I think it's like 17 per 100,000 or something like that. Um, but the health district has said they want to wait at least like 40 days uh, of being under that number uh, before recommending opening, you know, to in person. And I think the school district, I just have a feeling they're not going to want to switch halfway through the quarter and be like, all right, we're going to change our model again uh, because they had to change it right before school start uh, started. And it, you can't change things on kids every month or so because it's because that gets confusing. So I, I, I'm going to say that this fall quarter, regardless, is just going to be distance learning. And who knows what uh, the, the winter quarter is going to look like. I've got great praise for the Lewis County Public Health Department from or in uh, Rachel Wood specifically, the health officer, because, you know, I'm sure it was super stressful starting school for uh, Lewis County residents. And just to get that announcement that maybe we're not talking about December or January, maybe we're talking a lot earlier. That was probably, you know, just seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. It was probably helpful. Yeah. All right. So good news for kids. You might get to go back to the classroom sometime maybe yeah. soon so yeah and health director jp anderson pointed out something that i think bears uh, mentioning to think that we won't have any cases of covid in school that a child won't get sick isn't realistic we will see that it's a matter of being able to mitigate those risks and if that happens respond quickly because that is what's going to happen once school opens up it's going to pop up especially if you're testing for it everywhere yeah yeah and you know i feel like still the main thing with that is not so much kids getting sick is kids getting sick and taking it home and giving it to you know a grandparent or maybe a parent that's a little bit older or something like that. Teachers as well. I mean, teachers in their, their 50s and up, I yeah. guess, being in the risk category. You see some other research that says children are capable of having no symptoms but carrying much more of the virus. Mm -hmm. So you're putting that teacher in a room of, you know, 20 of them. Yeah, children, 10, still terrifying. Yeah, just spewing COVID all over the place. COVID dragons. <laughs> yes. Did we have anything like this when we were kids? Did we have some kind of like sickness that like kicked everybody out or something? Oh yeah. Don't you remember the great lice scare of uh, <laughs> 1995 or was that, that was just, just me? That was just your school in North <laughs> it Carolina. Just, it was just me. Oh, lice. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, lice were terrible. Oh, goodness. That is because people wouldn't wear masks on their head. <laughs> yeah, they used to do the, uh, the in-class lice test and shame the kids that had it. They have to come back the next day with shaved heads. I was never one of those. Don't even start. <laughs> Wait, your girl they shaved? <laughs> is this how Adna rolls? That's just terrifying. Uh, anyway. It is sounding worse and worse to have <laughs> yeah, a school district student. Uh, we had a substitute teacher lock a student in a closet one time because she wouldn't shut up. It was probably wouldn't fly today. I got paddled in elementary school, so... Didn't Mike right. Leach get fired for that? He got fired for that. Mike well, Leach, yeah, that right? kid had a concussion, though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he needed to be in a dark space. That's why they put him in a closet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. And with that, we're going to take a break and bring on Jackson Gardner. Brandon, thank you very much for joining us, as always. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, I'll get back on once we get a new county government. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear how that process goes. And uh, congratulations in advance for being nominated to the Stevens County Commission. Oh, yeah, it'll be great. I'll wear a cowboy hat and fit right in. All right, and we're back after that quick break. We've got Jackson Gardner, Chronicle reporter. Uh, Jackson, what's your beat? Crime and things? Crime, cops, courts, fire, uh, death, death and destruction, essentially. All That's right. That's what I cover. And you are here to give us the nuts and bolts of uh, Morton Police Chief Roger Morningstar's Trump Tower. Did you go out and see the tower? So we actually, I did not get out to Morton to see it. Uh, I found out post spire. I'm not sure if, if you're familiar with this. Initially, it went up with a big spire on the top, which then got likened to a, a KKK hood. Then it got taken down. So now it's much more of a um, building. I don't know. I guess, you know, a rectangular building. Um, but I didn't get to see either one in person. Although, thankfully, we have Jared, our brilliant photographer, who got some good pictures of it. Um, but it was, it was quite, the, quite the building. Um, I'm curious if you guys talked about it. Because we talked about this in the newsroom. Would it have been fair to characterize that as a shrine? I, uh, I, Jackson, took, I, I took the correct position on this, oh, yeah. uh, that it is an ode to modern architecture. Um, and that the chief of police in Morton simply enjoys buildings, and so he built a replica of one of his favorites. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, okay. I don't know if you could, I mean, you could uh, certainly state a case for it being classified as a shrine. Um, I don't know that <laughs> yeah. I would do that. It does, I feel like if it's a shrine, it's more like covered in flowers with a, like a candid photo kind of thing. Like, Gotta have candles. Maybe. A lot of candles, okay. yeah. Here's the thing. It, it does not bear any resemblance to the actual Trump Tower. It, it's not like it's a model of the Trump Tower in New York. Because I, I remember thinking, well, is this modeled off of the Trump Tower? Googling pictures. And, and in no way does it look like that. So calling it a model Trump Tower is also unfair. Um, and yeah, the president inaccurate. owns a lot of property, Jackson. That's I true. doubt That's you found <laughs> it all. I mean... <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful building. Um, maybe a large campaign sign. Yeah. All right. And exactly. how how did uh, Chief Roger Morningstar uh, react both to the online criticism and to you doing a story on it? Was he pretty open to talk about it? Very open to talk about it. And, and Roger has always, and I'll I'll hand it to him. He has always been, and as he should be, he's always been very open talking with me about any story, any reason that I'm out in Morton. So I will I will tip my cap to him in that regard. Um, as you know, for the negative feedback, he was surprised, which I'm surprised that he was surprised. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. I agree with you on that. Yeah, it, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, two three weeks ago, where you know. We were kind of having the same conversation with, you know, sort of online rumors, people getting angry online um, over, you know, Donald Trump, Black Lives Matter. It feels like they're all sort of connected in one way or another. Uh, so I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it did take me by surprise that he said he was surprised. It seems like that was something that was, you know, certainly would have came with the territory. Uh, uh, maybe but, he's just not online all that much. <laughs> I, think, I think his I think his Facebook page would, would beg to differ. Um, just you know, because he <laughs> he's right, out posting right. quite a bit. So I that mean, could be the office of the police chief staff, though. Let's be clear. I uh, is does 
is it, the Morton PD, are they, are they taking over his, his Facebook posting privileges? I don't know. I think that's something that happens with like Mike Leach at Mississippi State, but I don't know. If you that's really happening. trust Facebook. I mean, <laughs> if we're going to talk Mike Leach at Mississippi State, like I'm sure he, they, I'm sure Mississippi is not clamping down on Mike Leach too hard and telling him what he can and can't post from, from what I know of Mississippi. That, well, exactly. And that's true. I mean, I, I was, I don't, I don't think that's actually happening, but like if you were to look at an example of somewhere where that something like that would happen. And I bring up Mike Leach specifically because hasn't he been, uh, almost bizarrely out of the news recently. Don't you think Mike, this is, this is about right at the right time that Mike Leach would start uh, surfacing up in the headlines for the wrong reasons, which he has not. Yeah, that's other true. Than, he has been other than the noose, quiet. Other than the noose incident, which I think was post COVID or pre COVID. Um, I feel like it was right around the start of COVID. Maybe. Yeah. He, but. it is, it has been quiet on that, but that's getting a little off topic. Um, All right. No, off topic would be uh, <laughs> on Mike Leach. Do you remember that time, Jackson, that uh, Eastern uh, Washington University just destroyed WSU? I, well, destroyed, that's, I mean. <laughs> oh, they, insurmountable <laughs> three points, I believe, maybe even one. <laughs> it was a fantastic game. I was there. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tip it to the, <clears throat> to the Eags for that one. I do want to. We got him two years after, so you did as you should. I mean, as, as we should have exactly. Um, I wanted to follow up after your story. This is something that happens almost all the time in newspapers. A TV station came and did the same story, mm -hmm. um, but uh, I, I found this little wrinkle to be funny. After the election, Morningstar said he'll put Trump Tower in his backyard and turn it into a playhouse for his daughter, according to Cairo Seven. Which uh, there's precedent for that. I know Aaron Vantile, you have already built a Joe Biden tower in your backyard. For your <laughs> uh, yes, I have. Uh, it's phenomenal. It is. Uh, it's actually a bridge. It's a bridge. To the future. Does it have a very poor memory? Uh, it does. It breaks down all the time. Uh, <laughs> is it is it nine feet tall? Did it did it one up uh, Rogers eight foot tall? Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. It is very much nine feet tall. But I, I had to note too. Cairo says it's ten feet tall. So <laughs> wow, I don't know that they measured it, but we rolling okay. by the bit. It is pretty shocking yeah. with a Trump issue. We have a we haven't we had some controversy over the size of the structure. Uh, I think I think ten, ten, 10 foot with the with the aspire, um, and then eight feet without. But Got it. Twenty five feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> Heard it here first. <laughs> All right. Now a story that I found very interesting. 17 cats found in an abandoned vehicle uh, were turned into the animal shelter. This was Tuesday morning, according to Centralia Police Department's John Panko. Officers were dispatched to a parking lot in the 1200 block of Harrison Avenue, where a person reported a parked Mazda was packed full of cats. Um, what can you tell us about that? We got a lot of cats that were in a car. I, I don't know. I don't know what else more I have. This is the how did story. they get there? That, th these are all excellent questions and questions answers that I don't think anyone has. Um, did the cops have any guesses? It, no, I mean they they, they didn't <laughs> tell me anything. Um, I mean it was kind of like yeah, it's kind of under investigation, but you know, gosh, I don't know how much time they have to spend on tracking down the owner of seventeen cats, like. I think that one's kind of on the, uh, the animal shelter at this point. Great PR move, though. I mean, I'd be giving this all the oxygen I can if right? I this is this is uh, the greatest story since uh, Cats the Musical, the blockbuster hit. Even even hit better, theaters. phenomenal movie. Yeah, right? the big story before you got here was in Thurston County. Cats were getting murdered once or twice a week. 
Um, and this is a much more heartwarming cat story. Yeah, yeah. this is the Rite Aid parking lot too, it looks like. That's what I was trying yes, to it, Yes, it was, yeah, the Rite Aid parking lot. Uh, and wasn't the conspiracy theory that we were developing uh, as, as newspapers do. <laughs> <laughs> the one that we were quietly developing, I, I think in Vader, it wasn't, we were talking about this. Someone was talking about a bunch of missed cats in Vader. The one thing that the animal shelter did say was that, you know, they had, they looked like they were, you know, dealing with some hygiene issues from, from living in that car. So it does, you don't probably rule out the fact that they were stolen, you know, like these were cats that were living with a family and then just picked up and then put in a car. Um, so it looked like they'd been in there for a little while. That's terrifying. Uh, were they jellical cats? I don't even know what that means. It's a cat's I, reference. Yeah, I, I was... <laughs> You've already... you, got some, you got some Rum Tum Tugger in there, some uh, Mr. Mistopheles. McCavity? Nothing? Nobody? Nothing? It's going right over the top of my head. Once so again, I am stuck on Cat's Island all alone. <laughs> so it's probably, or it's potentially a very sad story, maybe, like someone got too many cats. Uh, yeah, so I know they reached out to, the, what was the reached tipping out to point? the registered owner of the vehicle and never never heard back. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't actually, since the weekend, I have not followed up with the police department. There might be some revelations uh, in regard to this investigation that I'm just... I just don't know yet. I expect the full power of the Chronicle on this story. Yeah, get the whole I, staff out there. That's why I'm, if, I mean, if we're not, if we're here not telling these stories, then what are we doing? <laughs> I mean, not our job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on to uh, another Jackson-esque story. Um, these headlines all came out of one siren's entry and I want each of you to rank them uh, in order of, you know, just straight up favorite. You can use whatever motivations you'd like, but here are the headlines. Woman reportedly found lying down in random person's house would not leave. Hammer reportedly thrown at person's car. And man reportedly peeps through neighbor's window while person was getting undressed. Which one is your favorite? We'll start with you, Eric Schwartz. Oh, man, you had to stick it to me first, huh? I like it. It's, what's your favorite? Do you like uh, someone's? Property being damaged by a hammer, a, a probably mentally ill woman wandering into the wrong house, or a peeping Tom. Um, assuming it was a male. I mean, it could always be a female. It seems like that's a crime where, what, 99.9%? Probably more. I'm going to yeah. say my favorite is hammer reportedly thrown at person's car, because I like to imagine that that was Thor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd say number two would be woman reportedly found lying down in random person's house, because, you know, that's... Uh, you know, I'm sure the cops got her to leave at some point. That would be terrifying. And I, I well, I, I for the, the family. The noted then, this one is the unwoman, unknown woman was lying down in a person's house, wrapped up in clothes and blankets, and said she wouldn't leave. Yeah, it's probably a person in distress. That's why yeah, I meant. Yeah, I, probably. I, and you just are toying with people's it's lives. It's just cold. It yeah, makes me sick. Anyways, third place man reportedly peeps through neighbors' windows while person was getting peeping Tom guy. Huh? That yeah. would be my least favorite because I I formerly lived next door to a level three sex offender rapist, so. Mm -hmm. And you'd look through the window often? Yes, I was very concerned <laughs> that I would be too curious as to how one of those lives their lives. Yeah. Uh, Jackson, which one of those caught your, caught your eye the most? Yeah, well, I mean, like Eric, you mentioned, this is, this is kind of unfortunate because we are sort of uh, 
ranking our favorites of someone else's misfortune. But I will say- <laughs> That's all on Aaron. And yes, and yes, Aaron is a cold human. I will say, if, if this is the game we are going to play, without a doubt, number one is a woman reportedly found lying down in a random person's house and would not leave. I mean, I think when you read that on paper, that's obviously, that's gonna give you at least a little bit of a chuckle, but really trying to put yourself in that situation waking up coming downstairs and seeing a human now the question i wanted to know you they just wrapped assume in... that they live in a two two level house you know we're in <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm making a few assumptions but I, I also wanted to know and i couldn't get a i didn't get a clear answer on this were they wrapped up in their own clothes like did they bring clothes into the house or was this just a pile of laundry that was sitting around a some warm laundry some blankets I'm gonna just hunker down for the for the I'm what was it what time is this at five ten a.m. on Friday five ten a.m. so I'm just gonna hunker down for the early morning and uh, we're gonna find out until I get caught I'm assuming I'm gonna be woken up by the owner of this property we're just gonna run this one out what chast lives the two of you must lead to have never <laughs> walked downstairs and found a stranger wrapped Who in your says? clothes Who says? <laughs> It just tells me that she was trying, like whatever was outside the house was worse in her mind than what was in the house, which was the request to leave. So, all right. I, um, I will say a few times in college, uh, <laughs> I, had been, I had been both on the receiving end and also the person who had inadvertently walked into someone else's house thinking it was my friend's house, being like first time going there or something like that, uh, banging on the door, just walking through, walking in unannounced and finding out that that was not the house that I was uh, going to. And I've also had that happen to my house. Maybe that's just a Pullman thing. I don't know. Uh, that's but, a, first uh, of all, that's a very Pullman thing. It's also yeah. sort of a Centralia thing, but not quite as jolly <laughs> when it happens, I would say. Uh, yeah. All three of these, I, you know, I, I think none of us should cast any stones for any of these three entries, uh, personally. Not even the <laughs> peeping Tom? Not even, oh, oh. <laughs> no, not even the peeping Tom. Misunderstandings happen. I like to imagine that they're all tied in together, like the hammer, you know, the Thor, and then this it all, woman, all yeah. this stuff was happening in the streets with these superheroes. She went just tied. back to back to back. And this guy was like, what's that woman doing going inside that house? And so he took a picture through the window. Yeah, I was going to say, like, maybe the woman from item number one was driving and somebody threw a hammer at her car and she ran away from that and just decided to sleep in the first safe place she found. And then... Uh, you know, the guy followed up and looked through the window to check on her. There See we go. the hammer hit her, you know, happy. The, ad the addresses and the times that these reportedly happen at would, it would create quite, quite a timeline if these were all connected, <laughs> but I, I certainly hope it is too. Well, One I thing did I just watch the movie Tenet and time is irrelevant. It, uh, yeah, it has no meaning, I bet. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward not. to seeing that one as well. One thing I was going to say too, whenever, whenever, uh, you know, Whenever I'm done, whenever my, my career here is done as a crime reporter, I, I think I have to uh, go as a, as a parting article, my top 10 favorite crime sirens logs that I'd done in, throughout my career. Um, I think that would just be a wonderful story going through my favorites and just going through down all of them and, and picking out the, the best sirens logins. Because every, every now and again, you know, you get some pretty great ones. You just get some bangers in there. You really do. All right, moving on. We have our People's Champion of the Week. And it's going to be our first posthumous one. 
It is our first posthumous one. This week's People's Champion is Ida Ellen Wheeler, uh, yes. 1915 to 2020. Passed away in San Leandro, California at the age of 105 years young. She was born May 8th, 1915 in Dortmund, Germany. A brave and resourceful person who was finally able to escape Nazi Germany in 1939 with but one small suitcase and a few dollars through the auspices of a Jewish group in the Philippines. Although she was a practicing Lutheran, she was considered to be Jewish by the Nazi government because of her grandparents' ethnicity. Despite her outstanding educational credentials, she was not allowed entrance into a university or able to gain gainful employment. She arrived in Manila, she found a job, and earned enough money to get her little brother Carl out of Germany to prevent his being drafted into the Nazi army. And when the Japanese army captured Manila, she was interned with her family, even though she was, in effect, stateless. When asked by a Japanese army major, to what country do you owe your loyalty, she bravely answered, since my own country has disowned me, I guess my loyalty is with the, uh, the Americans. Uh, she endured two and a half years of imprisonment and starvation with her family until 11th Airborne Paratroopers miraculously liberated them on February 23rd, 1945. Uh, she made it to the United States and lived there since then. Just a uh, great It's story. incredible. Uh, yeah. I do all the uploading of the obituaries for the Chronicle, and I see some really, really interesting stuff about people's lives. This one I, I read on Friday, and one of the receptionists had already tipped me off and said, you got to read this thing. It's like, it's the most incredible obit I've personally seen. And the local tie-in is her stepson. Um, when she went to Manila, she got married, and uh, the gentleman's two sons became her sons, and one of them is well-known uh, Napa Vine resident, Bob Wheeler, um, who I imagine submitted this uh, obituary on behalf of his mom, and I'm very happy he did. People's champion. Maybe, yeah. maybe the best one yet. I think certainly the best one yet. Uh, and Christopher yeah. Nolan needs his next movie idea. I mean, look no further, right here. I think he's, I got, a, I think he's got a good flick. This is his post-tenant uh, um, movie, <laughs> movie flick right here. I think you should claim this story. I put this up on Slack, which is our inner office communication. No one has claimed it yet. It was late on a Friday. Um, no, no commitment needed, Jackson. But if you're looking for a story this week, I got Bob Wheeler's number for you. And uh, it would be a good story, I'm sure. Well, let's, let's make it happen. There we go. All right. And sadly, we are moving from that into a less serious topic. Facebook comments of the week. Uh, Arguably just as exciting, uh, though. Uh, yes. Just as harrowing. Uh, here's one. I think it's on the, uh, Morton police chief article. The Chronicle is saying he's facing backlash. Wonder if it's even true. The news lies way too much. He spelled, used the incorrect two there. Also Morningstar himself lamented the backlash and said he didn't expect it. Uh, another one. I think this is on the cat story. There's a house in Chehalis full of kidnapped cats. It's been reported multiple times, but nothing has been done about it. Source. The weirdo stole my family's cat, then let it go when he was called out. So, that's, well, that's how much of this? How much of this is going on? I mean, we have reports of cats being stolen in Vader, as well as I don't know wherever this man is. It's an epidemic. Yeah, that was weak. I think we're. Uh, <laughs> let's just uh, let's just pause this and uh, and move on. Uh, let's see. This is one on the vaccine. Considering it normally takes five years or longer to develop a safe vaccine, I would personally question one ready to go in nine months. Either they have jerked the people around for years over vaccine development or they are now. Either way, not safe bet with my life. Any vaccine done and ready to go in under a year. 
uh, vaccine or poison? And then somebody asked, Washington State has a secretary of health? Yes, they do. That's all pretty deep in the pandemic to be finding that out. You got to be like purposefully avoiding information about the, the pandemic. Washington has had a Department of Health for decades. <laughs> I mean, I, if you didn't know it, though, I mean, you should by now. Uh, here we go. have one, too. Same article, all fed, state, county, and city elected and appointed agency heads and all fed, state, city, county, and city health department heads and all their immediate families take the kill shot in a group setting in public, being observed live and on camera and the vaccine used, picked out by a citizen for their shots. Also, Killer Gates and family. Ah, oh, they had wow. me until Killer Gates. I was oh, like, that's wow. real solid. Yeah, let the, let, if, you got, if you got confident in it, I'm, I'm already in line for the Russian vaccine. I've already expressed that. <laughs> now, well, um, before, we, before we get to the next one, I want to go back one. How, how confident are you guys feeling in that November 1st, uh, that November 1st drop date? This we, was actually our over, opening. Oh, oh, well, was it? Oh, you guys. This, you oh, guys yeah, we, we discussed. We discussed. Well, I'm uh, curious. You got to tell me now. <laughs> You're going to have to listen. The answer um, was extremely <laughs> confident. Yes, we are more confident than the average Facebook comment. I will blindfold myself and just hold my arm and start walking towards the public health building. <laughs> and once I feel a sharp prick, I will know. Turn around and around. That's how confident I am. Just make sure you're walking towards the public health building and not nearby Shaper Park. <laughs> that would be too bad. Uh, this is the one on, that comments on the article about the tsunami uh, model. Yeah, that was People something. People were very unhappy with that. Uh, yeah, I did. It was our our COO, Kim Prophet, messaged me asking about whether there was a tsunami or not. It was not. The headline says really new did. simulation, but the text uh, made it sound in present tense. They said that the simulation shows. And anyways, I, that was my screw up. Uh, comments. Shame on you. Your post infers that there was a tsunami. Please rephrase your post. This is really disturbing. Shame on you. <laughs> the headline says new <laughs> simulations. Two shades. Uh, another shades. one. This tsunami will take away my right to use public roads. I don't approve. Uh, if humor there. <laughs> if they really believed it was tsunami as they're commenting, they would not have had time to make that comment. They would have been fleeing. So uh, yes. <laughs> bold bold stance, right? He does not approve of a tsunami. <laughs> tsunami. But yeah, I'm sorry. Really going out, really going out on a limb there. <laughs> Uh, then this is from uh, the Nisqually Valley News. Nothing wrong with Yelm system producing water bills. City says. Uh, I know for a fact we didn't use more water. We cut back, and our bill was up twenty dollars this month. We, for a fact, it's right there on the bill. Don't make light of the Nisqually Valley News readers on this podcast, Aaron. Don't be a bully. I do know that several of them's bill their bills were like one hundred and fifty normally, and they were like four hundred this month. So yeah, this guy in the comment says it. Uh, Eric Rosane is on the case. Terrible knowing the water is free and just underground. Four hundred eleven dollars is theft. My electric and water was one hundred forty six dollars in August. You know, this um, all goes back to uh, Pete's Lake, the idea of digging a giant hole up in the giant, the shales watershed. All that water goes in there. Then we sell it to Yelm. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And then it's empty again, able to fill. all the flood. way to the bank. <laughs> yep, exactly. Laughing all the way to the bank. Uh, this is a crossover. <laughs> Chewila Independent, Brandon, who was on earlier, posted a story about some children who had been recovered. I think there was 26 or 39 of them, depending on... In Georgia, yeah. Yes. You go independent, report it. Well, nobody else will. This was a link to a story from the Macon Beacon, <laughs> I think. Uh, thank you, independent. Please do a follow-up when details emerge. When I read it on the internet, I never know if it's facts. When I read it in the independent, I know it's been verified. 
I don't think Brandon. I don't trust Georgia. the Chewy Independent at all. I mean, I'm a subscriber, but I rarely get my paper. And this is a reminder that prep football season would have started on Friday night. Uh, got a text message on Friday at 9:52 p.m. from On Alaska defending state champion On Alaska head coach Mazen Sadi. Hey, shitbags! Guess you don't have to worry about me calling in the game tonight. So it's just <laughs> a reminder of where we are. And with times. that, you have pushed us to PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's coming up in Tuesday's edition of the Chronicle? Lots of uh, Labor Day stories, I assume. I don't think there's going to be many of those, um, and I don't know an awful lot of what we've got in there. I know Claudia Yao, our newest reporter. Is it Yao or Yaw? Uh, I'm not sure. Yaw. Yeah, 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 it's Yaw. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know where that came from. Oh, brutal. Uh, we covered brutal. the Rust or Shine car show you mentioned earlier. Um, we're going to have some crossover news potentially from the weekly's uh, Tonino script update on mm. the the uh, the funny money up there. Not My favorite money. story, um, but the, the local money, and a nice story by Paul Dunn, NVN reporter. Another crossover though on Judge Toss's citizenship-based complaint against Magia orders Pettit to pay court fees. So commissioner um, of Hispanic descent was uh, she won in the primary and immediately they said, well, she must not be from here because um, she's an, she's an immigrant. Uh -huh. But basically they threw that out and said that the person accusing her has to pay for all her court fees. No, oh, that wasn't the same guy, the monorail looking guy, was it? No. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, that's C Davis. C, yeah, Davis. C. Davis saga is, has been incredible by itself. Uh, yeah, I don't want to speak those, out of hand, but I think for he, those who have followed along, yeah, I think he might have lost his, uh, lost his. Opinion. I think, yeah, I think it still needs to. I think a, a judge needs to uh, sort of. But I think the auditor said that uh, his address is not um, like in the in the boundaries of wherever he needs to be to be a commissioner. He has an so opportunity to submit another time, address. His know. His thing was trying to claim that it's a non-traditional address um, as outlined by mm -hmm. law, which is to make sure that people are um, unhoused people or people are moving around can still yeah. run for office. Yeah. Um, and he has, I mean, targeted them, I'm going to say. Um, but it's a super interesting race as far as controversy. Um, John don't even, can't, can't forget the inappropriate uh, behavior with the yeah. uh, teenage girls. Yeah, also well. a concern. The Olympian had also a concern. About, uh, in, inappropriate, <laughs> alleged inappropriate activity towards some um, young girls. They're older now. Um, mm -hmm. We did a search on him up at the NVN and we can't find much. But then the last story we read, um, his opponent, is not his opponent as in Carolina, the candidate, but one of the people that does not support him said he's got like eight different aliases and names and um, he only goes by C Davis. So it's kind of hard to dig, dig stuff up on him. Uh, as, yeah. as someone who goes by C Davis, it would not surprise me uh, to have a few aliases. But uh, I remember the first time when I first came aware of him, I remember thinking that that was a typo, uh, you know, copy right. editing papers, yeah. Yeah. reading that and be like, what, what, who's, who is no this period. sloppy to spell C, C. Davis? Uh, this many times, but no, that's what he actually goes by. There was a baseball player in Chehalis a few years ago named Q Davis, but it was just short for Chikel. Oh, that's not uh, where Q no. came from? No. Okay. That, he is not that Q. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're going to wrap this episode up. We'll be back next weekend with more news dumping. Anything else you guys want to throw out there before we go? Uh, no, I don't have much at all. Um, look forward to next week. All right, yeah. Jackson, thanks again for coming on. As always, guys, thanks so much. And that is where we will end the episode. All right. Thanks a lot, Jackson. Yeah, no problem, guys. Always a pleasure. All right. Feel better. Yeah. Thanks, man. Take it <laughs> Don't easy. Don't die. Bye.
<laughs> I, I'm doing my best. I'm hanging in there. Right. If, I get the, if I get this positive, if I get this negative test back, I'm, you know, feeling pretty good. So invisible. just hopefully, hopefully that's the case. But, uh, yeah. All right. Thanks, man. All right, guys. Take it easy.